Listen up, hockey and sports fans. You're in the right place. Welcome to the Drop Up Puck Podcast. The latest news and information around the NHL. With your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. 30 of the Drop the Puck Podcast. 30 episodes, Pedro. Um, as always, me and Pedro right alongside each other. Uh, happy NCAA March Madness. Uh, March Madness just started today. Uh, we currently have the Oklahoma-Rhode Island game on in front of us. In my bracket, I have Oklahoma. In Pedro's bracket, he has Rhode Island. So we're already at odds for this game. Uh, but that's that's besides the point. Uh, it's going to be a quick episode. Just wanted to get something out there for you guys. Uh, so let's get right into it and let's drop the puck. All right, Pedro, I'm going to give you the choice. Do you want to start off with the playoff the current playoff matchups, or do you want to start off with our Sweet 16? Let's start with our power rankings. Today. Our power rankings? All right. You want to get it started? Sure. Of course. Brought to you by NHL.com and Danny, Danny Rosen. Rosen, as usual. So at number one, we have the Nashville Predators, who are 45-14-10. and 10. Uh, They're number one this week, and they were number one last week as well. Their hit, the Predators, got to 100 points in their 69th game. Uh, it's the fifth time in their history that they've reached a 100-point plateau. And it's the fastest they've ever gotten there. Uh, previously, it was 73 games in 06-07. Uh, their miss, uh, Callie Yonkroak, uh, sustained an upper body injury in the third period of a 3-1 win against the Jets on Tuesday. And Nashville didn't practice Wednesday, so no update was given on his That team's good. They they are forced to be reckoned with. 45-14-10. and 10, Jesus. Coming in at number two, the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh, this one's going to hurt. Uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning, 48-18-4 last week. They were number two, so they stayed the same. <sighs> Their hit, JT Miller, has nine points, five goals, and four assists, including a hat-trick and a 7-4 loss to the Ottawa Senators on Tuesday in seven games since the Lightning acquired him in a trade from New York on February 26th. Just give me a second. All right, I'm over it. Uh, the miss, Andre Vasilevsky, has a 3.69 goals against average and a point nine uh, 0.8. 9-4 save percentage in nine games, all starts uh, since February 17th, including a five-goal uh, against average and a .874 save percentage in four starts since March 3rd. Yikes. What's going on, Andre? At number three, we got the Boston Bruins, who are 44-16-8. They stay the same at number three spot. Their hit, David Pasternak, has 17 points, six goals, 11 assists in 12 games since February 19th. 68 points, 27 goals, 41 assists in 68 games this season, averaging a point a game. Uh, their miss, the Bruins did not practice Wednesday, so there was no word on the status of forward Jake Dubresque, I believe, and defensemen Zidane Chara and Tori Krug. Uh, each left each left with an injury in the third period of a 6-4 wild game between the Bruins and the Carolina Hurricanes on Tuesday. Uh, the Bruins should provide an update on their morning skate before their game against the Panthers tonight. Coming in at number four, the Vegas Golden Knights, 45-20-5. Last week they were number six, so they jumped two spots. Uh, their hit, forward James Neal and Riley Smith, appear to both be getting closer to returning to the lineup. Neal practiced in a non-contact jersey uh, during the morning skate before an 8-3 spanking loss to the New Jersey Devils on Wednesday, and Smith skated afterward. Uh, the miss, Neal has missed uh, eight straight consecutive games with a hand injury after missing three of the previous four because of an illness. Uh, Smith has missed the past four games with an undisclosed injury. At number five, we got my Winnipeg Jets, 41-19-10. Uh, they dropped 
they dropped a little bit, but uh, their hit, Patrick Line has 23 points, 16 goals, 7 assists, and in a 13-game point streak, the longest in Jets slash Atlanta Thrashers franchise history. Their miss backup goaltender Steve Mason and uh, Michael Hutchinson each in each is dealing with an injury. The Jets recalled Eric Comrie on emergency basis from Manitoba of the American Hockey League on Wednesday. Coming in at number six, the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, last week they were number five, so they dropped one. Their hit Matt Murray finally seems to be like he's on his way back. Uh, he participated at the end of the morning skate Wednesday after practicing Tuesday. Uh, signs he could return to the Penguins net soon. Their miss, Matt Murray has missed eight games since he was injured in practice February 26th. At number seven, we head to the nation's capital with the Washington Capitals, who are 39-23-7. Uh, their hit, John Carlson, has two assists in a 3-2 overtime win against the Jets on Monday, uh, matching his NHL career high of 55 points, which he had in all 82 games from the 2014-15 season. Uh, the defenseman who played in 69 games this season is on pace for 65 points. Their miss, again, seems to be a trend here. TJ Oshie has no goals in 19 games since February 2nd. He's he has awful. six assists, and that's bad. He's awful. Uh, coming in at number eight, Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, last week, they were number nine. Their hit, center Austin Matthews, is practicing with the Maple Leafs again. Albite, in a non-contact jersey. He has a shoulder injury, but is getting closer to returning to the lineup. He says he's feeling good. Here he plays a lot of Fortnite, by the way. Uh, the missed defenseman Nikita Zaitsev has missed the past two games with an illness. At number nine, we head to Minnesota with the Minnesota Wilds, who are 39-24-7. Their hit, Devin Dubnik. His next win will be his 200th of his NHL career. He has 129 wins with the Wilds since being acquired in a trade from the Arizona Coyotes on January 15, 2015. He never looked back. Uh, Dubnik is the second is second in the NHL and wins nine behind Capitals goaltender Braden Holpe with 138. Their miss defenseman Jared Spurgeon, who unfortunately will miss four, will miss at least four weeks with a with a tear in his right hamstring. Uh, he was injured in a five-one loss to the Avalanche on Tuesday. Coming in at number ten, the Sharks of San Jose. Uh, they came in last week at number twelve. Uh, their hit uh, forward uh, Jonas Donskoy has six points uh, in his past seven games after he had four in his previous nineteen games. Uh, Miss defenseman Brett Burns has no goals in 12 games and one in 18 since February 6th. At number 11, we head to Colorado with the Avalanche, 37-24-8. They're hit. The Avalanche have scored at least one power play goal in each, <coughs> in each game during their point streak, going 9 for 33. That's a 27% in eight games. They have scored at least five goals in five goals in four of eight. Their miss, goaltender Jonathan Bernier, is, is again dealing with a head injury. Uh, Bernier, who's Colorado's backup, has missed 10 games from February 18th to March 8th with a concussion. He returned against the Coyotes on Saturday, but had to leave the third period after getting hit in the head with a shot. Oof. Sounds like a Mike Richter ordeal. Yep. He didn't dress for a 5-1 win against the Wild on Tuesday. Uh, coming in at number 12, the Philadelphia Flyers. Last week, they were number 11. Their hit, Claude Giroux. Needs two points to tie Eric Lindros for fifth on Philadelphia's all-time scoring list. Giroux, the Flyers' captain, has 657 points in 726 games. Lindros had 659 points in 486 games with the Flyers. The Flyers are 1-5-1 in March. They were 10-1-2 in February. What a streaky team. At number 13, we head to California for the Los Angeles Kings. 38-26-6, they're hit. Tanner Pearson has scored in back-to-back games and has four goals in the past six. Jeff Carter, coming off injury, has six goals in eight games since February 26th. They're missed. The Kings have the league's 
worst minus of 26 goal differential uh, in the first period. Brutal. Coming in at number 14, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Their hit, Seth Jones, has four goals in the past three games. Jones and defense partner Zach Wierenski each have each has 14 goals. Uh, tied for third in the league among defensemen behind P.K. Subban of the Predators and Dougie Hamilton of the Calgary Flames. Uh, their miss, Blue Jackets center Brandon Dubinsky has no points in 14 games since February 14th. At number 15, we head to the Lone Star State in Dallas with the Dallas Stars, 38, 26, and 7. Their hit goaltender, Ben Bishop, who has missed past five games with a lower body injury, skated Wednesday in full gear, uh, indicating that he's getting closer to return. Uh, Their miss, defenseman Mark Mathot, has a hand injury and didn't play against the Maple Leafs on Wednesday, uh, which, again, he had a setback. uh, He's missed 43 games because of injury this season. Quack, quack, quack. You have the mighty Ducks of Anaheim coming in at number 16. Last week they were number 10, so they took a little fall. Uh, center Ryan Getzlaff had two goals and 11 assists in a six-game point streak before uh, being kept off the score sheet in a 3-0 win against the Vancouver Canucks on Wednesday. Their miss, uh, center Ryan Kessler, has not scored in his past 14 games and has one assist in that span. The teams that have dropped out, the New Jersey Devils, the Florida Panthers, and other teams that almost made it, Florida Panthers, New Jersey Devils, St. Louis Blues, and the Calgary Flames. On to the next topic. Pedro, we have our current NHL playoff matchups. So we're going to go through all the matchups currently, obviously scheduled to change, still games remaining. Uh, And I want to know your least favorite and your most favorite that you're looking forward to. Okay. All right. Uh, so we're going to start off in the Western Conference. Right now, the current matchups, uh, we have the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars matched up together. They've had three regular season games so far, which in which the Golden Knights lead the series 2-1. to one. Uh, Vegas won Oct- uh, October 6th, 2-1. to one. They lost in uh, they lost to Dallas um, November 28th, 3-0. Then they uh, beat the uh, – Vegas beat the Stars 5-3 on December 9th. Um, Let's actually give a prediction for the series, too. Yeah. Uh, I see Vegas winning this one. Uh, I would say Vegas in six. What do you say? I say Dallas in five. Wow. Okay. Playoffs is a whole different monster. Uh, All right. It's, uh, Can you imagine Vegas in the playoffs, though? Like, hey, just the atmosphere? I mean, the fact that they got there is already good enough. But, yeah, that's uh, true. You know, it's Dallas, already a win. Dallas, Dallas is a strong team. And uh, even though Tyler the regular Sagan, season man. doesn't show it, but Tyler Sagan's a yep, beast. You know the playoffs are a whole different animal, so I'm going to take Dallas in five with this one. Okay, uh, they both uh, Vegas has 12 games remaining, seven home, five away. Uh, versus quality teams, eight, and versus the West, 12. Um, Dallas has 11 games remaining, four home, seven away. They have nine versus quality teams. I don't know how they're really describing quality teams. I guess teams that are. In the, on the cusp, hunt, I, yeah, guess. I guess. Uh, and seven versus the Western Conference matchup. We have the San Jose Sharks versus the Los Angeles Kings. Um, they have played four games against each other, in which the Sharks lead the series 3-1. to one. Uh, Los Angeles beat the Sharks in their first matchup 4-1. Sharks came back to tie the series 2-1. to one, uh, And then the Sharks took the series lead on December 23rd. Uh, with the 2 nothing victory, and then most recently, on January 15th, the Sharks beat the Kings 4-1. to one. Uh, Pedro, what is your prediction for this one? Yikes. Uh, the Battle of California, that's always a good one. Um, oof. 
Oh, this is tough. Um, I'm going to take San Jose on this one. Okay. Uh, I, I think, like the way Evander Kane has fit right yeah, into that lineup. I think, I think they have a little bit of a stronger lineup. Uh, hopefully they get Joe Thornton back, which will make everything better. Mm-hmm. So, uh, And I have Martin Jones. Uh, I think he's quality in the playoffs. So I'm going to take San Jose probably... I'll take San Jose in seven. I think this series could go seven. I have this whole season, I have leaned on the Kings. I think the Kings are a very good hockey team. I think Jonathan Quick is a tremendous goaltender. However, I do think the San Jose Sharks win this one. Um, I'm saying Sharks in seven. Sharks in seven for me. We agree. Uh, Yep. So the games remaining, they both have 12 games remaining. Uh, The Sharks have six home and six away. The Kings have seven home and five away. Um, versus quality teams, the Sharks have 10, the Kings have 9, and versus the West, the Sharks have 11, and the Kings have 10. Uh, on to our next matchup in the Western Conference. I can't believe the Colorado Avalanche are in the playoff hunt right now, and they are currently in a position. Oh, man, Rhode Island just took the lead. I don't know what that guy is doing. Um, we have the Nashville Predators and the Colorado Avalanche. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, okay. Uh, Pedro? Yeah. Uh, take the brooms out for this one. What? Take the brooms out for this one with yes. Nashville and Colorado. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I think we can uh, dust up the Colorado Avalanche, ship them back to Colorado, because it will be a sweep for the Nashville Predators. I completely agree. Although, we've seen what happens. It's, it's, Na- it's hard to sweep yeah, now. Yeah, it's Nashville. hard to sweep in the league, but uh, I'm taking Nashville. I am too. And four. Um, Currently, Nashville has 13 games remaining. So does the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, five home, eight away for uh, Nashville. Seven home, six away for Colorado versus quality teams. They both have 10 games. Uh, Nashville has six against the West, and Colorado has 11 against the West. Uh, the Predators lead the se- uh, season series 3 nothing. Shocker. Um, they have a 4-1 victory, a 5-2 victory, and a 4-3 victory in overtime. And the two teams get to meet. Uh, tomorrow, actually, they play tomorrow um, at Colorado, so we will see how that goes. Uh, the last matchup currently in the Western Conference is your Winnipeg Jets versus the Minnesota Wild. Pedro, what are your thoughts here? Oh, I'm taking the Jets. Uh, the Jets are my team. Uh, I'm saying the Jets. In I'm going to say the Jets six. in six. Yeah, yeah I'm going to say the Jets in six. Uh, Minnesota is still a good team. Eric Stahl, who should be in the hunt for the Hart Trophy. Uh, not saying he's going to win it, but I think he should definitely be a candidate for it. Uh, having a tremendous season. Um, but uh, I, I think the Winnipeg Jets, with Patrick Laine, who's on fire right now, my boy Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, who's having a tremendous season. And if Connor, if Connor Hellebuck can take this team and play well gold and play well in net, um, I expect a lot from this team. So. Right, Winnipeg I, in six. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the games remaining, they both have 12. Uh, Winnipeg has eight home, four away. Minnesota, five home, seven away. Um, versus quality teams, Minnesota has 10. The Jets have seven. The Jets have eight more against the West, and the Wild have 11 more against the West. They have finished their regular season series. The Jets won that series 3-1. to one. Um, in their first matchup, Winnipeg won 4-3. In their second matchup, Winnipeg won 2-1. In their third matchup, Winnipeg spanked Minnesota 7-2. And then finally, the Wild get on the board and took the last game of the season series 4-1. Um, I'll start off the East here. Do it. And uh, you can start the predictions. Sure. 
In the East, we got the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, Tampa, obviously, 100 points. Columbus with 79. Who you got? I have Tampa Bay in five. Five, huh? Yes. You know, I, think this, I think this is going to be a good matchup. They're that good. and uh, But I, I see Tampa taking it in six. I think Columbus can pull two games out of the bag here. Um, the regular season series, uh, the Lightning lead at 3-0. Um, their first matchup, Tampa won 2 nothing. Second matchup was close with Tampa winning in a shootout 5-4. And they spanked them on New Year's Eve 5 nothing, And they still have one game remaining. Uh, Tampa has 12 games remaining, 7 at home, 5 away. First, quote, quality teams for them, uh, yeah. eights and nine against the East, one of those being against the Rangers. And Columbus has 12 games remaining as well, five at home, seven away. Quality teams, seven, and against the East, seven. Are they considering the Rangers a quality team? No. Uh, <laughs> second match, this is a good one. An original six this matchup here. Probably, original six matchups. I'm going to tell you right now, spoiler alert. This is the series that I'm going to watch. All right. Uh, we got the Boston Bruins and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yep. Uh, Boston with 96 points, second in the division in the Atlantic, and obviously Toronto third in the Atlantic with 89 points. Uh, regular season series has the Maple Leafs ahead. Um, three to one. What you got? I have now since the Rangers made a trade with Boston. I want Boston to get bounced early. Yikes. So. Why? We get a higher pick. We get a higher draft the case? pick. What, yeah. What's the conditional pick? No, we get a higher, the first round pick. It would be higher for us this year. Oh. Yeah. So in my, in my heart, like I want Boston to get bounced early. And then if they get bounced early, then maybe Rick Nash comes back. I don't know. It's just a whole thing that's playing in my head. Um, but I, I really do think, I mean, I think Tuka Rask is a better goaltender than Freddie Anderson. And I think. And that team, and that line I, with Nash, yeah, Rick it's, Nash. It's, it's nasty. Crazy and. It's nasty. Oh, boy. Your Rhode Island boys are pulling away, and I don't like it. Um, you know, I. It, all right. I'm going to go with my heart, and I'm going to say Toronto wins in seven. What do you got? I'm going to go Boston. I think Boston's going to win it in seven. Um, I think Boston's that good of a team. And it's just, it's tough. It's tough. It's going to be a great series, I think. Yeah, it's my series uh, but to watch. Absolutely. Boston has the vets. Boston has the the experience, uh, you, you know, with the addition of Rick Nash and what he can bring now. I got the Boston Bruins in seven. I think it's gonna be a great series. I think the series is gonna be a great series. It is, and um, I, you know, I hope Boston ends up getting bounced. Yep. Just so the Rangers and, have a higher draft pick. And Boston actually has fourteen games remaining. They have five at home, nine away, thirteen against quality teams. Again, I don't understand what quality team means, but okay. And ten versus the East. The Toronto Maple Leafs have twelve games remaining, seven at home, five away. Quality six against the East. They have ten. Uh, like I mentioned before, the Maple Leafs lead the series 3-1. to uh, Toronto won 3-2 in overtime, their first meeting. Toronto won 4-1, and then Boston won 4-1, and then recently uh, Toronto beat Boston 4-3. So, I have to agree, spoiler alert, I guess, for the East, uh, that is definitely the series. Oh, There's yeah. actually another one that I really want to 
that's probably a really good one. I don't uh, think that one's going to happen, though. That, really? Yeah. If okay. you're talking about that one, I, I don't think that one. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, we'll talk. <laughs> Continue. All right. Next matchup, we got the Washington Capitals playing the New Jersey Devils. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the Washington Capitals have 85 points. Uh, they are first in the Metro. And the New Jersey Devils have 80 points. Uh, regular season series, the Caps lead 2-0-1. Uh, the games remaining, they have 13. Six at home, seven away. Nine against quality teams, 10 against the East. New Jersey has 12 games remaining, six home, six away. 10 against quality teams, nine against the East. Uh, so, their meetings, Washington won the first one, 5-2. Repeated the same thing. They won 5-2 as well again. And New Jersey won in overtime their last meeting. And they meet again April 7th. So, who you got? Washington in six. I like that. I have to agree. That is my that is my answer. I have to agree. Now, will they get past the second round? <laughs> that, is yet to to, that is yet to be seen. Yeah, we'll, to be seen. Yeah, we will uh, later down the road, we'll break that down. But uh, they will get past the Devils, and it'll be Washington in six. What do you got? You said you agree? Yeah, I agree. Um, I think the Caps will uh, The Caps will take it again. All right. The Caps will take it in six. All right, do the next one. The next one. with This was my dilemma with Boston and Toronto being the biggest matchup. Battle of the Battle of Pennsylvania with Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. The Penguins are 85 points. They have 11 games remaining, 6 home, 5 away, 6 against quality teams, 11 against the East. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the Philadelphia Flyers, who have 81 points, have 12 games remaining, 6 home, 6 away, 9 against quality teams, and 10 of them are against the East. Uh, regular season series, the Penguins lead them all. They've won all games so far, but they've been not close. Uh, their first one was 5-4 in overtime. Against the Flyers, uh, the next one was 5-1, and the following was 5-2 recently on March 7th. They have one game next week on the 25th when the Flyers are in Pittsburgh at PBG Paints. So, what do you got? Uh, honestly, like the way, obviously, we're going by the matchups right now, uh, I have Pittsburgh in five, and I just don't think Philadelphia ends up in the playoffs. I think... Really? Yeah, I don't... Who do you have, the Panthers? Yeah, I think the Panthers are going to come through. Yikes. Um, really? Yeah, I do. Um, they're four points behind. They have 15 games remaining. Um, yeah, and Philadelphia, we read in the power, power rankings, Philadelphia has been struggling. There's no denying that. Uh... Yeah, and I just... I mean, the Panthers do have three games in hand. Yeah, that's what, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, but they play Tampa tonight. Uh, it's, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup. That is a tough you game. Know, they're going to play Tampa tonight. But Tampa is banged up. Um, So, let's see if they could take advantage of that. But... Uh, Florida's been hot. You know, I think that's the only team that's left in the hunt in the East. Oh, uh, you know, I agree. Um, I, you know, I, I completely agree. You know, I'll go through the list here. We you know, we got Carolina, and then you could take the West. Yeah. Uh, we got Carolina who trails by eight points, followed by the Rangers, who also trail by eight points. Uh, but the Rangers have 11 games remaining. Carolina has 12 games remaining. The Islanders behind the Rangers have nine points behind. Uh, Isn't and it funny how there. we sold our whole team and the Islanders Listen, made like one move? The Islanders are a team. Them. I, if I'm John Tavares, I don't know what I'm looking at right now. I mean, he, he says he wants to be an Islander, this and that, blah, blah, blah. I'm not buying it right now. 
Um, I think he's going to go into free agency and see what he actually has out oh, yeah. there. Um, if if he can get paid and go to a, a, a good team, he's not staying. I mean, I don't care what any Islander fan says because the fact of the matter is, is you didn't even go after a big name. Like, I mean, did you go after an Eric Carlson? You know, I know you have to take on a Bobby, Bobby Ryan contract, but at least prove to your captain, like, all right, we're trying here. Well, this is what we want to do. Yeah, we're building a new home in Belmont, but is that really good enough? Yeah. Is that good enough for a guy who wants to make $13 million a year to to actually be there, a superstar in the league? No. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. You signed Josh Bailey. Congratulations. You signed him to a six-year deal. Let's see how he plays without John Tavares. See how that works out. But other than that, you know, the Islanders, to me, are out of it. I'm not going to even say Montreal, Detroit, Ottawa, and Buffalo because yeah. they're just out of it. Uh, but to see, me, how are they in the hunt? Who? They have Buffalo in the hunt. They're not. Well, they're technically not mathematically out. <laughs> it's so that's stupid. why they're technically not mathematically eliminated. Yeah. As we see on the West here yeah, with Vancouver yeah. and Arizona, they yeah. are they are eliminated. So in the hunt in on the uh, in the Western Conference, you have the Anaheim Ducks, eighty-two points; Calgary, eighty; St. Louis, seventy-nine; Chicago, sixty-eight; Edmonton, sixty-five, uh, and then. I guess mathematically eliminated, you have the Vancouver Canucks and the Arizona Coyotes. Listen, if the Rangers win the next 11 games, if they win 11 in a row. <laughs> they're, the, they're in the playoffs. Yep. But uh, that's not going to happen. You know, in the East, it's it's just Florida to me. Um, you know, Florida's that And team. I think Florida will I, – I, I still – yeah. I know uh, – Let me move to the West here and ask you something. Out of – those three teams, because to me Chicago's out of it as well as Edmonton, Anaheim, Calgary, and St. Louis. Do you see any of those three making it in? And who go? Who comes out? Colorado's not going to make it. So who fills in for them? Uh, Anaheim. Yeah, I, I would go with either Anaheim or Calgary. I don't think St. Louis makes it. Uh, they could prove me wrong, obviously. And St. Louis got to off to a hot start this season. Yeah, they, they they could prove me wrong, obviously, but I do see either Anaheim or Calgary jumping Colorado. I mean, they, Colorado against quality teams, in quotation marks, quality teams, they have 10 remaining. I don't know, especially with Bernier injured, I don't know how heavy they can rely on Simeon Verlamov. Um. I don't know. I see the avalanche falling out. All right. Uh, Who is your Stanley Cup final matchup? Stanley Cup final matchup. Hmm. Uh, I have the, just looking right now, I have the Tampa Bay Lightning winning the Stanley Cup in six games over the Nashville Predators. Really? You think Nashville loses? I mean, that's also me hoping uh, that Tampa wins so we get another first-round pick next year. That's your hope. Yes. I also think it. I think Tampa Bay is the best team healthy in the league. It's it's, it's a toss-up between Nashville and Tampa Bay. You know, it's it's funny because we always see teams that are so good on paper not put it out on the the pitch, on the ice. You know what I mean? So... I'm gonna. I I think Tampa will make. I honestly, I think Tampa's gonna be upset. I think it was gonna be an upset in the making. I hate to say it because I want the Rangers to get another first round pick, but I'm gonna come out on a limb and say Tampa's not even making the Stanley Cup final. 
Wow. Um, I think Boston is a team to be reckoned with, and I think Boston makes a Stanley Cup final, and I think Nashville will make the final, and I think Nashville will win the Stanley Cup in seven. So, all right. Uh, I think Tampa will be eliminated in the second round of the playoffs, and uh, it'll be an upset, but. You know, maybe they'll win next year, so the Rangers can uh, get that first round pick, and hopefully, some comments made by Bob McKenzie could come true. You want to discuss Rangers those? Sure. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to hear it. I was at trivia, so the the TVs uh, were you know volume off. Right. As for McKenzie, um, he mentioned you know the Rangers could uh, you know they could explore. Trading options. I mean, he mentioned Ilya Kovalchuk, mm-hmm. short-term deal. Again, he mentioned short-term deal, bringing Nash back and Grabner back on short-term deals, filling those holes with veteran veteran guys. And he did not rule out a move to bring Eric Carlson to New York. I don't know how that would work. Yeah, but, what do you uh, think would move? It would have to be like a. I don't even like I if. I don't know. If, if no one could get a deal done for Eric Carlson now. Let me quote him. How the – you have it right? You yeah, have it. I'm going to quote – again, I'm quoting uh, Bob McKenzie. He was on NBCSN last night during the intermission with the Rangers-Penguins game. He said, as soon as the season's over, Jeff Gordon is going, is going to be back open for business, doing the same sort of sell-off that he did at the deadline. Uh, but, keep, but keep in mind, even though they're rebuilding, they're not tearing it down. Uh, there is an opportunity where if they can sign Ilya Kovalchuk this summer on a short-term deal, or Rick Nash comes back, or Grabner, if willing to take short-term deals, they're looking to plug those holes with the veteran guys. And, McKenzie added, Eric Carlson is not out of the question in terms of at least looking back and saying, hey, could we possibly make this work? They're going to be trying to do two things at the same time, rebuild and fill in holes with veteran guys as long as it's not long-term deals. So, it's not out of the question. Now, what do you do with a guy like Brendan Smith? Uh, you give him, you know, training camp. Let him try to prove himself. Do you trade him? Who's gonna want him? He's like know. he's like the lowest stock I've ever seen right now. His trade value is so low right now, especially with that cap hit. He's like a Matt Bolesky in some sort of way. I forgot right he's now. on our team. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> he scored his first goal in Hartford Did like he? three days ago. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Um. It's interesting. Um, so I don't. I just don't see how they would make a deal happen for Eric Carlson. There would have to be massive pieces going. Look, there would uh, have to be a Zuccarello going. There'd have to be Kreider. No, you cannot trade Chris Kreider. No, you never know. You can't. Did you see what him and Mika Zibanejad did last night together? I'm just saying, you never know. Uh, VZ Buchnevich. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think VZ is expendable. Um, if you had to choose either Jimmy Vesey, Kevin Hayes, uh, Vlad Nemestikov, or Ryan Spooner to go, who would you? Who would be the odd man out? All right, I'm keeping Vlad Nemestikov. Yeah. Nemestikov is not moving. Ryan Spooner is a guy who I would love the Rangers to keep, but if he can be used as trade bait, I'd do it. Um, especially if it's a guy for Eric Carlson, I'd do it. Um, okay. But out of those four, who's the odd man out for you? Name them again. VZ, Hayes, Nemestikov, and Spooner. If Hayes plays like he's been playing the last 20 games, I'm keeping Hayes. Uh, 20 goals this year, he's been hot. Um, so Jimmy VZ's the odd man out. I, I would say Ryan Spooner's the odd man out. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, you would rather keep VZ, uh, VZ over Spooner? If it's for a guy like Eric Carlson, and I, I know what it would take to get Eric Carlson, I would. Uh, it would be it would have to be a guy like Ryan Spooner. So you think Spooner is better than VZ? Then you think Spooner brings right now? Yeah, absolutely. I think I, the way Ryan Spooner's been playing in his first couple of games as as a Ranger, I mean, he has ten points. Yeah, I mean he's he's on fire right now. So I would have to take Ryan Spooner out. Uh, unfortunately, I like Ryan Spooner, but uh, you know, sometimes you need a little change of scenery, and you know he got that in New York, and he's been playing extremely well. But I think to me he's the odd man out, and I wonder trade deadline's gonna be inter- not the trade deadline. I'm sorry, the draft. The draft is gonna be fun to watch this season. No, I can't time. wait. I cannot wait for it the draft. No, I can't wait for the lottery. I'm just trying to wait for the Rangers to 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 tank, and they're these bastards aren't tanking. It, they, dude, they it's hard though. Lose. It's hard to it's hard to root for them to lose. I, I again, I was at uh, where was I? Uh, I watched uh, the game last night at Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, these two gentlemen were sitting next to me. And, uh, you know, one of the guys was like, one of the guys told me like, why are you chanting? Like, you don't, you want them to, you know, they need to tank. I was like, yeah, but I was like, it's hard to, yeah. to, to root Especially against, against team, a team, you like know Pittsburgh. what I mean? Exactly. And the guy next to him said the same thing that I said. And, uh, you know, he brought up an interesting question. Elaine Vigneault, does he stay or go? He goes. Who fills in? Uh, I guess Lindy Ruff is the first choice, but hopefully you know, it would be this, someone. This other. guy brought an interesting, uh name tony granado really former ranger olympic coach why not it's interesting it'd be interesting that is interesting mark messier we bring messier back no i we, that, know, we that, didn't give it to him in 2014 yeah that that i, th- I think that ship has sailed or messier. or what if joe quenville's available Oh well, then you have, to, you have to you have to ask Quenville. What you if have Chicago to. decides to go separate ways here and take Joe Quenville out of the equation? Well, then you have to go after Quenville. Joe Joe Quenville, if he's available, he's the number one target. Easy, easy. Has to be. I don't know. Joe I, Quenville I know. is a. Per, I mean, yes, he's had amazing teams, but he's had young amazing teams. Yeah, but you if, know, if you look at teams like. Uh, Pittsburgh and uh, L.A. and you know even though L.A. had Daryl Sutter, you know other these coaches came from AHL like they came from college. You know Dan Bosma came from the AHL and he won a cup right then and there. Uh-huh. Uh, you know even Cooper down in Tampa uh, made conference final and you know he's came from the AHL. But uh, it's it's interesting. But uh, to, honestly, to me, I feel like Elaine Vigneault is staying. <laughs> Yeah, he still yeah, has he two probably, more years on his contract. Is, two more years on his contract. Uh, you know, I believe it's stay? four million no. a year. It's it's crazy. Should he stay? No, he should not. I'm on the fire AV train, but we'll see. You know, Elaine, we will see. It is going to be interesting. When actually, when do they do the lottery? It is the. F- it's like at the end the of playoffs. It's the end of. It's during the playoffs. Uh, I believe it's in April. Uh, I believe it's the last. Second to last week in April, I Actually, believe. we're going to do a quick NHL lottery simulator right now. Oh, jeez. All right. That's what we're going to do. Uh, right. The standings are current. Mm-hmm. This is exactly how it is. Mm-hmm. So let's get the ball rolling. What are the and... odds? 
pick a winner. Um, what are the? Let's go down the odds here. So right now, the Buffalo Sabers have an eighteen percent chance. Uh, Arizona Coyotes have a twelve point five. Vancouver ten point five. Ottawa nine point five. Detroit eight point five. The uh, Red Wings. Uh, did I just do them? Yeah, I did the Red Wings eight point five. The Canadians seven point six. Oilers six point seven. The Blackhawks five point eight. The Rangers five point four. The Hurricanes four point five. The Islanders three point three. Uh, Panthers two point seven. Uh, Calgary two point two. The Blues one point eight, and the Ducks one percent chance. And the rest of the teams do not have a chance right now because those bases in the playoffs. Here we go. Pick a winner. The Buffalo Sabres. Bastards. <laughs> the St. Louis Blues. Wow. What? St. Louis Blues pick. at 1.8%. Oh, my goodness. The Rangers, the Rangers three. third. Oh, here, here's the last. Here's the order. And here's the, the rest of the break. Wow. The Coyotes and the Canucks kind of get screwed. Yep. Uh, but the Rangers would draft third in the simulator. I'm fine with that. I give me. I really want that first pick. Yeah, I know. Dog, everyone I really want everyone wants Rasmus Dahlin. Yeah, I really want Dahlin. Uh, but I'm sure bad. if we went, if we kept going through this, Coyotes, Rangers oh. second, Rangers second, Oilers third. Oh, dude, if the Oilers get if first, the Oilers if get the, first, uh, it's rigged. I, this is rigged. rigged. This this yeah, league I is rigged. Completely agree. Um, I quit being an NHL fan, and it's over. The Blues uh, again. You know, if the Rangers get a top, <sighs> I'm just waiting. I'm making a prediction right now. Uh. Uh, what are you doing? I'll just keep going until the Rangers get first. They're not going to get first. They've been picked nine like, at least four times already. Ten. Yeah, this is scaring me. Ten. Nine. Yep. <laughs> nine. Yep. This is weird. Give me nine. 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 Yep. Oh, my God. Second. That a second. There you go. Um, I'm going to go out on a bold move here and nine. say if the Rangers land. If the Rangers... Oh, if that happens. If the Islanders get first. If the Rangers <laughs> land between 11 and 15... They're going to trade up. They're going to trade up. I, I think they're going to trade two picks, uh, depending where Boston falls and Tampa fall. I agree. Uh, I think they're going to trade up. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers are in the top three. I I agree with you. I, I think I if really... the Rangers fall between that 11 and 15, I think they'll trade those two picks and uh, move up. There it is. First pick. There it is. Finally. Buffalo second, Montreal third. There it is. That's that's the money shot right there. That's it, baby. Rasmus Dahlin coming to the New York Rangers first overall pick. That's There's it. another. Uh, I believe is a Russian. Uh, let me just real quick here. I don't know, but that's 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 the money maker right there. New York Rangers first overall pick. It's definitely possible. Who you knows? Know, it's, it's, it'll be fun. Uh, Here's Sportsnet's uh, top picks. Rasmus Dahlin, as we mentioned, uh, first. Uh, he plays for Forlunda. So he played for uh, he played with Leah Sanderson. Wait, his description, kind of like Muhammad Ali in the day, the undisputed champ. Yeah, whoever wrote this article probably has a problem. Uh, Philip Zadonia? Zadina? Zadina. Uh, he plays for Halifax Mooseheads. Uh, so... He's second. Andre, this is the guy that a lot of people have been talking about. Uh, don't Andre, even, Andre Shevestikov. Shevestikov. Yeah, 
Uh, he plays for the Barry Colts in the OHL. Another Kachuk. Brady. Boston University. Uh, interesting. Adam Boyquist. Oliver Wellstrom. Noah Dobson. I don't. I don't know these people. <laughs> uh, apparently, if we draft a guy with the first name Rasmus, apparently he's very good in this year's draft. See Rasmus. Ryan McLeod. There's another Rasmus that you passed up top. Uh, where was it? Keep going. Rasmus. Rasmus yep. here. So apparently, Coopery. according to what Josh Califin has said, if the Rangers end up drafting a bunch of Rasmuses, they did a goddamn good job. That's all I know. So give me all the Rasmuses in the world. Um, anything else to say, Pedro? No. Uh, you know, it's going to be a fun till the end of the year and uh honestly it's gonna be good not to have a heart not to try and have a heart attack during april may and june this year so save a lot of money not going to playoff games yep so uh it's good to have a break and uh you know is it though it really is yeah it's good to have a little break here i mean we had a good stretch of 15 years of good playoff i'm sorry 12 12 to 14 years of good playoff hockey in new york so uh you know we'll take a nice little break rebuild retool we'll be back at it again next season hopefully all right, um, until next week, signing off. See ya. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Drop the Puck Podcast with your hosts, Justin Starr and Pedro Rodriguez. On Facebook and Twitter at Drop the Puck Pod. We'll catch you next time, NHL fans, on the Drop the Puck Podcast.